Hey everybody, uh, this is Matt and Dara, and uh, welcome to the He Said We Said podcast, where we just dig into life and God's Word as husband and wife, man and woman, and talk about it. So, are you ready to start? Yes, let's go. We're gonna start. All right, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Matt and Dara. Hello. From He Said We Said, and today. We're, uh, we're going to go through day two of the Chosen devotional. Uh, remember, if you haven't seen it, it's really cool. You can watch it on YouTube absolutely free. It's called The Chosen. Um, Dara is going to read today's devotional to us, so uh, it's your turn. Okay. So day two is titled Delivered. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Second Samuel 22.2. We've all been delivered from things. Our mothers delivered us from their wombs. Good experience explanations deliver us from confusion time delivers us delivers us from our past oh my goodness i hate reading out loud why do you do this to me <laughs> i love you <laughs> it is a continual process deliverance it comes in all shapes and forms and ranges from significant events to the familiar moments that slip by quietly mary magdalene knew this well first she was delivered from seven demons then, over the course of Jesus' three years of ministry, she was delivered from everything she thought she knew. Mary went from being constantly tormented by darkness, Luke 8-2, to being regularly enlightened by the light of the world, Jesus. The sparse details about her life prior to Christ only serve to emphasize her deliverance, meaning that because Jesus delivered her from death, she followed him to his. Mary Magdalene was one of the few with Jesus until the very end. Familiarity developed over that three-year span of ministry. She knew his voice and his laugh. She listened intently to his teaching. Some of his words she could process immediately. Some she failed to fully comprehend. She marveled at Jesus' compassion for the suffering and marginalized. She became fiercely loyal to the one who healed the oppressed and set captives free. Each subsequent miracle sustained, excuse me, substantiated what she knew the moment she experienced on her own. He was the Messiah. Jesus was arrested, the disciples scattered, and Mary found herself standing at the foot of the cross with the woman who had delivered the Messiah into the world. After his crucifixion, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and she saw that the stone had been rolled away. Jesus, the Messiah, her deliverer, teacher, and friend was not there. The Gospels have varying accounts of what happened next. But Luke 24 says she was reminded of what Jesus had told her in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners to be crucified. And on the third day be raised again. These words had eluded her before, but now she remembered and understood that he too was delivered. After the ultimate sacrifice, the resurrected Christ appeared first to this devoted woman we know so little about. But Jesus knew her. He knew exactly what he had delivered her from, from and for. And while standing in front of the empty tomb, Jesus told her it was her turn. Mary Magdalene would be the first to deliver the single most important message in human history. 
he has risen. Mm. That's pretty awesome. And prayer focus. Thank God for the fact that his deliverance allowed for yours. Then ask him in guidance in delivering the news to others. Oh, let's do that. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much that Jesus uh, delivered us to you, Lord, that he took what we deserved. God, we pray that you would just help us learn how to deliver that good news to other people. We thank you for this uh, podcast as an opportunity. Amen. Amen. Okay, so now the question part. Fun. I love this. It's like mm. Jeopardy. Huh. You ready for this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Describe what Christ has delivered you from. Ooh, man. The easiest answer, because there's so much, is to say myself. Ooh, okay. Um, because I, I had a delightful plan for bad life choices. <laughs> I, I really did. So I would say I was delivered from myself. I know uh, when I was younger, uh, like last year of high school, I, I wanted to be like a like Scarface. Like, I, I, I you know, you, sometimes you're dumb, <laughs> but I thought being like a drug kingpin would be like the way to go. Okay. Uh, so I feel like Jesus delivered me from myself because I really – had some low points in my life like that where I just thought that idiotic ideas like that were actually good ideas. What about you? Mm. Um, what have you been <laughs> delivered from? The biggest thing, and I used to talk less about this because there was more shame with it, but with everything going on, um, my suicidal tendencies. Um. I mean, we know people constantly who struggle with the identity that they're not good enough or they're yeah. not enough or they're not worthy or they're not loved. Mm -hmm. And that was me for as long as I can remember. And that, and he just showed me he loves me and I'm valuable. And so true. took me from a place where I spent most of my life wanting to kill myself too. It's been eight years since I've had that thought. That's awesome. That's a, that's, it's a, re it's really good timing to share that right now with mm -hmm. everybody being locked down and a lot of depression and, you know, mm -hmm. thoughts of harm, self harm. That's like so huge right now in around the world because of COVID. So that's, that's a big deal to, to be able to say, you know, I've been delivered from those feelings of, you know, disliking myself that much. And absolutely. What's next? So, next question is, in what ways can you identify with Mary Magdalene? I, I mean, I grew up at, at like not following God. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm like the good kids' parents, you know, and the good kids, I'm doing air quotes, uh, you know, looked down on me. Because I was, you know, poor kid and doing bad stuff. You know, I mean, relatively tame, probably compared to what's called bad stuff now. But I mean, I was making some bad choices, and and uh, I was kind of looked at as an outcast. I would say in that respect, you know, I was like part of the, you know, poor kid white trash group. I think, um, and so I 
feel like that's where I could probably relate to her. Like, you know, people, she was demon possessed. People looked at her like, you know, she was lesser than, and, um, you know, kind of side-eyed her, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. I, I would say I could probably relate in that way. Nice. What about you? Um, there's many ways. Um, Mary Magdalene's a female, so there's a different type of relationship there. And we've had these conversations before about oh, yeah. how the different perspectives our gender brings into the story. It's a good thing that mine's always right, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but, but to know of Mary, I mean, very little is spoken about her before, but it's basically hers was a life of sin. I mean, her, it says her sins, they were many. And just that radical transformation that comes from Jesus just saying, you are my daughter, you are loved, you are mine, I've called you by name. Yeah. There's where I relate. It's just that before and just that now, it's just Jesus. I think it's so cool. Like, you got to go, like, what? Like, when you go, why did he, like, reveal himself to her, right? Like, first when he came back, all like mm -hmm. all those things. And one would ask, especially in something you just said, register, like it said, her sins were many. So it's like, here's someone probably society looked at as like the worst, mm -hmm. you know, pretty close to the worst of the worst. And then Jesus was like, by the way, let me reveal myself to the one that you're thinking this of really should cause everybody to do a paradigm shift. And when I say everybody, because not just people who are like wealthy, they look down upon people. But I know, you know, growing up without any money, you know, we, I had the mindset, like, if people had money, then they were the bad ones, and they were the reason, right? So to see, like, Jesus going, hey, I'm going to use somebody that society has thrown away um, in such a big way and show so much yeah. um, love and, like, restoration, we should all be thinking, like, how can I look at this person in that restorative way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, that was just on my mind with that. What else do we do? We have any more? Yep. <laughs> what role has Christ delivered you for? Ooh. I mean, Mary's was for that good news person. She was the one who got to speak that. That's awesome. Into the world. What about you? I mean, I think what he's delivered me for is to be a good husband. To you, because you needed one. I did. He was like, she needs <laughs> I do. Because she's pretty awesome. He said, I did. Did you get that life insurance? Uh, <laughs> I think not only, though, was I delivered for the opportunity to be a good husband, but the opportunity to be a good father, you know, to my kids. And they're now all adults. Jill, tomorrow, 18th birthday. Uh, she'll never hear this episode. Uh, but love you. Happy birthday. Uh, I would say that too. Well, maybe, maybe she'll go back and be like, "I'll listen to those." Mm -hmm. I would say to be to be a good husband, to be a good dad, are the main things I feel like I've been delivered for. But I think also to help make a difference in other people's lives and show them that like wherever they're at, and you know, that it's like you don't have to be stay there. You don't have to be stuck there. And I think I've been delivered for that too. Nice. And that's all great thing. I mean, we're supposed to be the example to our children. Yeah. And how do we, how can we have any hope that they would follow Christ if we're not? So, so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think you've been delivered for? One, it goes for with the same thing with the family. It definitely my 
coming to know Christ and trusting him changed the entire trajectory of my children. That's awesome. Um, and then I genuinely think I was saved to show that radical joy in one's life. I love that. Um, because that's something that I, I love to spread. I love to bring joy to people's life. I love to bring the word of God into somebody's life. The greatest compliment I can ever receive is to know something I said caused you to open your Bible. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, that or to draw you closer to Christ and make you search him out more. That right there, just to whether it's in my own family or within the world, that's what I know I was saved for. I love hearing that. I think that's cool, too, because a lot of times when people think about, like, Christians, like, say, like, uh, Floki from the Vikings, Christians, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people, I think, what their picture of Christians, like mine was before coming to know Jesus, was like, oh, they want to come tell me what to think and tell me how to act. And it's like, I think the best thing a follower of Jesus can do is say, hey, read these stories about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, instead of like, well, you need to do this in your life and you need to do that. It's like, the best thing we could do kind of goes to this devotional is to say, hey, here's this book that tells how you were delivered. Mm -hmm. Boom. Check it out. I would always challenge someone to read a gospel. Oh, yeah. Before you declare any knowledge or comprehension. Or non-belief. Before that, or declaring, like, oh, there's any, no God. Like, any comprehension. Make any judgment on Christianity or God or Christ. Read a gospel. Yeah, read the, and, just read the stuff in the red letters, even. Mm -hmm. Like, the stuff Jesus said. Because mm -hmm. the way that we as humans act that are trying to follow Jesus, we screw up. Oh, all the time. So, like, somebody's best way to make a decision like you said it's like open one of the if you don't know the matthew mark luke and john or what when people say the gospels for those that don't know if you stumbled onto this by accident because you were like oh it's delivered it must be about pizza <laughs> um, and and for to clarify only three of them are of disciples yeah oh true so true, true. luke was a doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. Who his gospel is the account he was hired to give to a king about the life of Jesus. Yeah, that's true. He o wasn't even a Matthew, believer. Matthew, Mark, and John were the followers, mm -hmm. like the, the, the disciples, part of the 12. But that's the thing. When you read the red letters, it's like, then you can see this is what Jesus, this is who Jesus was. And these are actually what he said. Mm -hmm. So don't take our word or somebody else's word for it. Just read it yourself and see what he says. Because he talks about the reason he came, which is purely to deliver us. And here is something that was just and made light to me is so many people talk about the difference in the Gospels, how some can contradict each other. Well, why are some left out? What is this going on? And though the Bible and Jesus in, impacts each of us independently, mm -hmm. you and I have extremely different experiences the gospel reflects that he reflects three personal experiences and one witness well yeah and, and the reality is too like you know th there are tens of thousands of writings that are out there mm -hmm. you know for scripture that have been found right and this they didn't have the printing press yeah so also i think when people look at this and they go okay like you said 
let's say there's a, a play going on and, and there are people standing at four corners of an area, you know, watching from different angles, they're going to, some, some angles are going to be brought into the spotlight a little bit more, things like that. But the, the reality is too, you know, these stories have been handed down for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And, and so someone's reading it to someone and they're writing it down and they're writing it down in whatever abbreviations and shorthand. So sometimes you're going to get something that one account calls something a tree and one calls it a bush or, you know, one says, you know, uh, 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 a lowly woman and one used says a prostitute. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it's not that they're contradictory. It's it's that they're from two different perspectives yeah. and focus points. And there's where I was going from. Matthew is a very uh, more a lot more logical, mm-hmm. and where John lots of detail. In, exactly, in John is the gospel of love, and Luke is a a the a, a different. He's like a detective yeah. revealing a story. Yeah, John is like, an, then, like a musician almost, the exactly. way he writes. And Mark is kind of neutral. He's right in the middle there. So you have those four different personalities oh, yeah. coming to Christ. Well, and that's the beautiful thing. It's like, you know, when you get to read a story from four different perspectives, mm-hmm. you really gain the full story. Exactly. And that's, that's beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Hey, listen, um, we appreciate you tuning in for this episode of uh, He Said, We Said, and um, and we hope that this helped you uh, go, hey, I should look at this Bible thing they're talking about and <laughs> learn a little bit more. Uh, beyond that. Um, but if you haven't watched The Chosen, go check it out. Yeah. Cannot recommend it enough. Or download the app for your phone. You can mm-hmm. watch it too, right? Yep. So listen, that's the that's the whole show. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for episode three.